0: Crazy. Whatever. Yo, we're back on here. What's Doing up? The NFL, NFL is- Yo, the NFL season starts tonight. We've waited all of this time, the NFL season. College football is good. College football may be great, but the NFL is the NFL in this country, and it's time to talk some football.
1: It sure is. Let's get it on. Chiefs versus Lions tonight. Uh I saw Kel- Kelsey or – the Chiefs' um, CEO was saying Kelsey's yes. probably gonna give it a go tonight. I don't know if I if I agree with that. Uh, being week one, does week one really matter? I mean, sure you want to get off to a great start and everything, but if he goes out there and agitates it and makes it worse, you know that could be a a huge problem.
0: It was hyperextended, and I've had a hyperextended knee, as I said before, but I didn't have doctors around the clock messing with my knee and trying to get things straightened up as an NFL team would do. I played semi-pro football. That means I was getting half ass taken care of just as well as semi. But either way, the pain, regardless, you know, you can take an aspirin. You can probably get a shot. He probably can get a shot. I was going to take an aspirin, and it still felt insane no matter what. And, you know, it's, it's something you really have to contend with. And he's going out there as big as he is, running as fast as he runs, and doing all those things he has to do as a tight end, blocking and everything. Man, I mean, his threshold for pain, that's the NFL. All of these guys have a threshold for pain. It's just a matter of how much pain can they tolerate and still be as talented as they are.
1: Well, dealing with the pain, managing the pain is one thing. But like I said, agitating it or causing further damage it would be a concern of mine.
0: Well, looking into this game here, obviously the majority of the people are going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champions. And we've mentioned it, I believe yesterday or the day before of how there could be some type of a, a lax in mindset only because of the ceremonies and everything. You know, the, the just continue to do that over and over, thinking about that. It can take a little bit of emotion out of you. Mm-hmm. And the NFL is an emotional game. And so I'm not saying Detroit is going to win, but obviously these are are NFL teams, grown men. There's a possibility there. What do you think the chances are going to Kansas City for Detroit, who was on the Ascend last season, continue to do something here to either scare Kansas City or maybe pull it off?
1: Kelsey is a big deal, you know. Yes. If he's anything close to 100%, then that offense – should be hitting on all cylinders. And I think it would be difficult for the Lions to keep up with the Chiefs. But if if he is compromised and not able to run his routes, not able to get separation, not able to block for the run game, um, then the Chiefs' offense may struggle some. And then you look at the other side of the ball, Chris Jones is holding out. Yep. So that's a big, big loss from their D-line. And so that helps the Lions' offense. So things could be, you know, the needle could be pointing in their direction. Now you mentioned emotion. Uh, you know, you got the ring ceremony, the the Super Bowl celebration, and all that. And Kelsey's adrenaline might be rolling like, yo, I feel good. I'm gonna give it a go. But um, and I know it's a different sport and everything. But I was watching the Bill Walton 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. and you you know about all his foot problems that he had and there was a, a game i believe he was still with the blazers uh but he was he wasn't playing well he was you know hobbled but the crowd was really into it and he went out there and he forced himself to play he played through the pain and um he caused more damage and maybe he wasn't with portland because he said dennis johnson was on the team with him there so years later, he's up with the Celtics, and the crowd's yelling for him, Walton, Walton, but he can't play because of his feet. Mm-hmm. And But he's thinking about it. You know, his adrenaline's going, All should I give it a shot? He says DJ went over to him and whispered, don't do it, Bill. Don't do it. Because of the damage he would have done to himself.
0: Yep. And we and see that, now.
1: And that is that a possibility for Kelsey, going out there on adrenaline and not really knowing to the extent of the damage he's causing.
0: Yeah, and that's true. And, you know, with Bill Walton, as you're talking about with his foot, until this day, he's still having foot issues. I mean, this guy hobbles when he walks. He talks about his foot issues openly, but Travis Kelsey, keeping it with football, obviously a tough guy. He's been a tough guy for years. This is a tough guy's game they'll get everything to him to get him on the field especially getting him the needle if he needed to get the needle give him a, a pill if he needed to get the pill just grinding it out if he wants to grind it out a hyperextended knee it is an issue but it's also a pain tolerance thing you know and you, know, you can agitate it but you know the same way you can agitate just getting it banged on the knee you know throughout the course of a regular season this is the first game of the year and unfortunately for football players They don't play a lot of games like other sports. You know, there isn't 162 games or 82 games. You have 17 games in the regular season. Each game has to be taken seriously. And if you have an opportunity to go out there full force, you go out there full force. He's going to be half ass, I guess, if he went out there. But his half ass is just as good as the best (laughs) in football. I think he is the best tight end of football, regardless of who has the big contract or not. If he wanted to name his price, he could do that, too but he wants championships and he's getting a nice bag too to go with it.
1: Yeah, that's true. So getting back to the game, I, I I'm rolling with, with Mahomes. yeah you know, KC, they're at home. If it was a road game, then the Lions would have a better chance, I believe, but I don't see the, the chiefs losing tonight at home.
0: No, I don't see it. I mean, you try to bring these things to play to see what might make the chiefs lose. You know, you kind of, having a little romance about it, but you look at the team that's there, and even with missing players, the, the common denominator is still going to be Pat Mahomes. He makes stars. He's a kingmaker. So if you're a decent receiver who knows how to catch and aren't afraid to catch, he's going to find you, and he's going to leave it up to you to have the ability to do what you can with the ball. So you know, if you're just an average player, he can make you a better-than-average player by giving you the ball in the position you need it, and he does that with everyone. He's proven it. And not to mention, you know, it starts early for teams like that who go through the AFC championship game. He has not not gone to an AFC championship game since he's been in the NFL for the five seasons he's been here. (laughs) That's amazing in itself. So this leads me to believe this is going to be just another win in the win column. Not a bad thing against Detroit because Detroit still can be on the ascent after that. It's just that you're going against the best and the best right now are the defending Super Bowl champs.
1: Also, you you, you got to believe Andy Reid's going to have some plays uh, uh, planned if Kelsey can't go. You know he that that guy's an offensive guru. Um, yep. So he, with or without Kelsey, he's going to draw up some 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 plays that should work for them. You know he he and Mahomes been together for well, five years now. Um, yep. Yeah, they work well together. He knows what Mahomes can do, um, which is pretty much everything and anything. So uh, they got a wide open playbook, and he'll call whatever's needed if Kelsey's not able to go.
0: And on the Detroit side, I mean, let's not forget about that. You have David Montgomery, who came from your Chicago Bears as their running back right now. But they go into the draft, and they take Alabamas, who used to be at Georgia Tech. Jameer Gibbs in the first round, in some people's opinion, a surprise pick. I thought it was a first round or two, but maybe later on in the first round. But Detroit took him as the first pick of their draft. And I think he's a dynamic player. If you watched him at Alabama or even watched him at Georgia Tech, he has been dynamite and dynamic every time he touched the ball. Now he's a bit on the small side for NFL standards, but he's also a running back that can do other things rather than running between the tackles. He catches out of the backfield. He can do kickoff returns, punt returns. I don't know if they'll risk him in that capacity because of his size, but this is somebody I really want to see. And on top of that, I mean, quarterback-wise, you have Jared Goff. I thought he was a bust. Maybe he's Mm -hmm. one of those Rich Gannon types who's kind of picking it up later in his career and is going to do something with Detroit.
1: It could be. Um, You mentioned the running game and David Montgomery. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Lions run the ball. There's no Chris Jones in there to help mm-hmm. slow it down. And they get on the road, and they they maybe they play ball control. And at the end of 60 minutes, if they have 45 minutes time of possession and they keep Mahomes off the field, that's how they win. So I, I think that should be the game plan. You don't want to get in an up-and-down game with, with Mahomes and the Chiefs.
0: Oh, no, especially if you don't have the receiver to do so. You know, Jamison Williams is not playing. He's out for six games because of the gambling incident, not to mention his hamstring has been an issue as well. So he's the dynamic player they thought they would have on the offense as well. Two Alabama guys, if you just look at the schools they had recently gone to, with Jameer Gibbs being from Alabama before that Georgia Tech, and then uh, Williams being an Alabama player before that Ohio State, coming to Alabama, being as dynamic as he was taken as a first-round pick, not necessarily living up to expectations now, more because of injury, in my opinion, than ability. But, yeah, Detroit has something to look forward to, just not tonight. Marvin Jones may be the receiver they really rely on, someone they picked up from the Jacksonville Jaguars, a solid player for his career.
1: Marvin Jones, shade tree? No, not that not in, yeah,
0: the, the <laughs> it could be, but nah. But, you know, he's a little guy, so I knew the difference. When I first <laughs> saw his name years ago, I was like, Marvin, nah, not Tree. You know, Tree had his career with the Jets, and that was that. But, yeah, Detroit, yeah, it's not likely to win tonight.
1: But I, I think if, if the Lions can't control the ball, run it, um, of course you can't just be run exclusive. You have to pass. But if they pick their, their spots smartly, um, they, can, they, can, they can give themselves a good shot tonight.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, you, that's all you can ask for. Come on now. This is grown men. These are grown men looking, playing a kid's game, looking to become champions in February next year. And um, there's a long road. I mean, regardless of how good you look right now, you can fall apart in football in a matter of just weeks. And that could be toward the end of the year when you don't need to do it, when you start losing key players because of the grind of a 17-game NFL season now as opposed to the 16 games you had before that. But also moving forward in this NFL season, NFL news also coming out, as we probably predicted, Nick Bosa signing his five-year $170 million contract. Now the highest-paid player in the NFL at that position that's not a quarterback going in. Oh, man, I mean, he's, he's going into this San Francisco um, season with a dominant defensive line because Javon Hargrove was also signed in the offseason season from the Philadelphia Eagles. And man, we're talking about the way the Philadelphia Eagles played last season, getting all the sacks. Hargraves as a defensive tackle, getting 11 of those sacks moves over to the San Francisco 49ers, still a defensive tackle, but now you have a freak of nature and Nick Bosa out there with him too. And then Eric Armstead, three guys who are responsible for 300, and $39 million in contracts. They better get something done against with that pass. Yeah, yeah. Run.
1: They might yeah. want to throw
0: the ball some too.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they better get production from those guys. Um, it's up to Purdy pretty much right on offense. If he can play like he Absolutely. played uh, at, you know, last year, um, the 49ers, they, they could make a lot of noise, and they may even make it to the Super Bowl. Um, as you mentioned, that defense – um, they're, they're very solid. I mean, they're better than solid. They're dynamic yeah. on defense. And, you know, it's up to the offense to uh, – they say defense wins championships, but in this age, you got to score points. So Brock yeah. Purdy, he's, he's got to get the job done for them.
0: Yeah, drop, Brock Purdy, we already know what he can do. I don't think it was an aberration. I think he has the talent to move forward. That's why they felt so confident letting Trey Lance move along and go to the Dallas Cowboys they're good with what they have. And, you know, letting Jimmy Garoppolo go, they they are good with what they have. Coming off of injury, they're solid with that. Let's not forget offensively what they do have. Debo Samuel, also a big-time player they signed as well. And Christian McCaffrey, that offense is lit up pretty well too with star players, and I think Purdy may be a star in the making as well. But now you have a defense. Now you have an offense. And I think that in the NFC West, They are the best team. Seattle may be the next threat there, but they are because that's the same uh, division as the Arizona Cardinals, and we already know they're bringing up the the rear. And as I can see already, the Cardinals are on the clock. (laughs) (laughs) They
1: they very well could be, but you you know that we haven't we haven't seen the Colts. We haven't seen the Texans. Uh, The Bears had the worst record last year. They're supposed to be better. Um, we'll, we'll, it remains to be seen, though, right? Yeah, but I'll tell you what, with the Bears,
0: I mean, this is your team. I know you try not to be biased, and shoot, most times you aren't biased. I mean, figure pretty much all the time so far you haven't been biased. The season's still young. <laughs> you know, sometimes the fandom kind of gets the best of people. But now you're going into your second season. You have this quarterback. You have your eye on this, guy. This is Justin Fields we're talking about. What, it's his third season. His second, Third season, in fact, his third season, going into his third season, damn, time flies, but going into his third season, this is the season that we typically see if a quarterback is legitimate or not. You almost always give that quarterback three seasons, and I think the organizations do the same before they realize, okay, we may have to do another draft pick, we may have to think about a trade, we may have to think about a veteran that can do kind of the same and kind of weed this guy out. Kind of like Zach Wilson, didn't have to wait that long, but yeah, th- the third season, typically the year, and whether you know you have something or you may not have something, or if you j- what you have is solid and you can just run with that and build other places like defense.
1: I believe what the Bears front office and coaching staff is looking for is for Justin Fields to get the job done with his uh, feet, yeah, I mean, with his, his arm, arm, arm this year, yeah. not with his legs and feet. Um, he's got to be able to throw the ball. Uh, you can You can look at Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's dynamic, but he doesn't finish the season. He last couple seasons, he's been uh, injured. So Braves go to the playoffs or don't go to the playoffs, and, and they don't have their starting quarterback, so they don't really have a shot. And so you don't really want a guy who runs that much, as much as he did last year. Um, yes, he was dynamic, had some incredible plays, but you don't want that to be the norm, and that's yeah. – That's what the problem was. He was doing it every week, just about. And so he's got to get it done with his arm. And, you know, we talk about you can't trust what coaches say. um, And it hasn't been his coaches. It's just here on Chicago Radio, there's been talk that he's not making the reads in in practice. Uh, He's holding on to the ball in practice. Um, So, you know, it, it doesn't sound good coming out coming out, but then again, maybe they're saying that because they're playing the Packers week one, and maybe. they, they want to surprise them, I mean, that's what Bears fans are hoping for anyway, but we really couldn't tell, I mean, he played in two playoff games, playoff games, preseason games, um, I believe two possessions the first game, one possession the, the second game, so, you know, there's not really a lot to go on.
0: Well, you have D.J. Moore coming over from the Carolina Panthers. I remember that boneheaded play he made last season, but we're not even going to talk about that. But he's coming over. He's a real threat at the wide receiver spot. An upgrade for what the Bears have had in the past. But the running game, who's going to be your running back? I mean, you have Khalil Herbert. He's there, but is that someone that's going to be able to carry the ball for the season, or do you just stick with uh Dante Foreman?
1: Uh, all indications are it's running back by committee. Um, they're talking Herbert may return punts.
0: Wow. I mean, if he's returning punts, that's that's an addition. I also know they got Travis Homer. I don't know if they kept him or not, coming from Seattle, former Miami Hurricane. I thought he would be a, some kind of a, at least in the middle kind of usage player for Seattle. Apparently, they didn't have the same idea I had. I thought he was doing well when he was there. He's now with Chicago. I don't know if he's, if he's on the team or if he got cut. I think he's probably still there. He could be another option there, but... This day and age, running back committee seems to be the way it goes anyway. There isn't going to be just one person like it used to be, the premier running back that's going to just dominate a game. And even when I'm talking about Jameer Gibbs, it's because of his dynamic ability out of the backfield and that little scat back thing that he can do. Kind of like Deuce Vaughn down in in Dallas, the little scat back thing. You're not relying on him to carry the ball 20 times. You are probably not even counting on him to get 10 touches because of his size. But either way, when it comes to uh, the Bears having a steady running game so that someone teams can have something to worry about so the pressure would be off of fields, and then also with DJ Moore gives you that opportunity. So we'll have to see how that goes.
1: You would think. Even last year with Montgomery, he wasn't he was the starter, but after a couple series Herbert was in there. It was pretty much running back by committee. Montgomery got the bulk of the carries, but um, he was by no means uh, dominating the ball for the Bears. They they had Herbert in there a great deal last year,
0: and this time around on defense at least they have Yannick and Gakway that they had gotten uh, from Buffalo. So
1: they need he, a monster season out of him because he's about all they have on that D line.
0: You know, on the D line, and if he does give a little bit of pressure, which he's been known to do it still just bugs my mind how he doesn't stay with one team because he's he does well here in Jacksonville. He was doing very well um, getting after the quarterback. I think he led the team in sacks or definitely up there with some of the best of them. But then he's moving to another team. And then that happens with Buffalo. And then, you know, he's doing pretty well up there. And now he's with another team. Kind of like Javon Hargrave has been a pretty dominant player since he came from South Carolina State, going to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the third round going to Philadelphia as a defensive tackle, 11 sacks last season for a defensive tackle, but they don't have it in their budget to keep him. So now he goes over and signs an $84 million contract with San Francisco. You're like, man, a player, if he's that good, especially on the defensive side, defensive tackles that can get after the quarterback, you would expect him to be a premium and be willing to pay that premium price. Mm -hmm. Apparently that wasn't the case for Philly. San Francisco thought otherwise. But if you have that within Gakwe and Chicago, at least as a rookie Tyreek Stevenson from Miami, a quarterback, can be one of those guys with the talent that can hang with receivers that can probably get some of those picks out there that go with kind of er.
1: Yeah, I hope so, because on the other side, they have Jalen Johnson, and he's going into his third season, now, I believe, and uh, he should be that much more improved. He's mm-hmm. been solid, and he's been having to cover receivers without a dominant defensive line. That's true. You know, so that makes his job more difficult. Uh, You know, we we mention it all the time. You can have the best secondary in the world, but if a quarterback has all day to throw, he's going to find an open receiver eventually. Oh,
0: definitely. There's there's no question about it. These are the best players on the face of the earth in this sport. So you would expect that even the best, I mean – I'm not even going to use Dion's as, as an example because you can have all day long and Dion's still going to stick with you. It doesn't matter. But you don't have two Dion's out there because if it's one is failing, the other one's going to get caught. But either way, you know, we move on and stay in the same division. We can talk about the Green Bay Packers, the team that the Bears are going to play going into this season with Jordan Love. Obviously, he played pretty good in the preseason. Obviously, the preseason doesn't mean anything about the regular season. We've seen the Detroit Lions go undefeated before going on 16 in the regular season. <laughs> but we've seen that before. Jordan Love, he ha- he's taking over for Aaron Rodgers, who's with the Jets. We've seen this before with Green Bay, but I think you've said it before. It's very rare that you're going to always keep hitting that quarterback, that generational quarterback, with each time you get a quarterback. He could be or could not be. What are your thoughts on it?
1: I'm hoping he's not. I, I really don't know. Um, I, I ho- I'm really hoping he's not. And I saw earlier today that Nick Wright picked the Packers to win the <laughs> NFC North. So I think that bodes well for the rest of the teams in that division. <laughs> <It's>
0: <laughs> Nick Wrong, right?
1: <laughs> Nick Wrong, there you go. Yeah. So, but um, if if uh, Aaron Rodgers shared his knowledge with him and tutored him, mentored him, and Jordan Love was receptive to all of that, and paid attention, then he's he's going to have a good shot to succeed. Now, whether he actually does it or not remains to be seen, but I believe the opportunity is there for him.
0: Yeah, the opportunities are definitely there for him, but I think it would have been even easier if they were able to keep some of their wide receivers who Aaron Rodgers brought a couple over to the Jets. Now he's stuck. I'm, I'm not going to say stuck, but Christian Watson, you know, you got a, not exactly a household name, And then you have Jaden Reed, who they've drafted in the second round this past year. I mean, these aren't exactly the people you want to go to war with. Now, if the (laughs) NFC North is not that well this year, then it might just be something. But I don't think it's that bad to where you could have that much turnover at those key positions. And then Green Bay can still rise to the top. I think because of their mediocrity, maybe a team like the Bears that had their issues, but now have made additions. And now you're going into a third season with a quarterback who's more seasoned it gives them a chance to kind of get better. Almost addition by, you know, addition by subtraction. You know, you get rid of those players and then you get the addition of the Bears that might have to play mediocre, but their mediocrity from last year is probably good enough to win this year.
1: I don't know. I'm expecting anywhere from six to eight wins for the Bears. I think that would be a good step up from last season uh, yeah. when they only had three. Anything more than eight wins, I mean, that's gravy. I, I don't, I don't see it happening, but... If all things go well and they win 10 games, maybe because the Packers are down, the Lions don't ascend like people think they are, then maybe that's possible. But uh, I think they still have too many holes on, on the defensive line and the offensive line. Uh, they sustained a, a couple injuries. Guys, not, not for the long haul, but guys won't be available week one. So that's going to hurt their line on opening day.
0: Well, we were in that NFC North for quite some time. We talked about a couple of teams, the Bears in particular, and Green Bay. But now we can go back to the AFC, not just talking about the defending champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, who are playing tonight against the Detroit Lions, as we already had spoken about. We can talk about one of those teams in which another big-time player got a big-time contract, and that's Lamar Jackson in the AFC, Baltimore Ravens. Now with Odell Beckham their wide receiver. I mean, Zay Flowers is a wide receiver. A lot going on in that offense, which was already kind of sort of explosive now. Baltimore, known for its defense for all of these years, offense is definitely the way it's going to get done this year, it seems.
1: It seems that way, right? Um, Yeah. In the past, he's had limited options and now he seems like he has, like, Lamar has good options on the outside. Mm -hmm. Will he be able to make the throws? Uh, They're still going to run the ball. I think there'll be a run-heavy offense um, just because that's what they've been. But when it comes to um, time to to make plays, they actually have receivers who can make plays. And don't forget their tight end, Andrews. He's solid, too.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. He's solid. But I'll tell you what, and when it comes to Lamar Jackson, you know I give him a bit of a flat because he's a running back who throws the ball. No, he's a little bit more than that. He can throw the ball. He can read some defenses and just that it. When it comes down to games that matter is when he kind of falters. And I think it has a lot to do with the lack of weapons at wide receiver. So he can get the job done. I think his offensive line is solid enough to where he's not going to get injured. You know, I remember when Kaepernick was running the ball the way he did, and then the rest of the defenses figured out the run pass option and started just hitting him, regardless of whether he had the ball or not, whether they were going to risk a penalty or not. But now you get someone like Lamar Jackson, who's even more dynamic and explosive than Kaepernick, and then you have a running game, and now with 17 games, running back by committee, uh, J.K. Dobbins, in it, uh, uh, Dobbins is in there, and then you have um, uh, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is an old veteran player, solid player, nothing that stands out about him. He just consistently solid, gets you three yards in a cloud of dust, sometimes four, but I think the unit as a whole, certainly something that can go into the playoffs and make some real noise, getting back to a little bit of Baltimore football, but this time offensively and not just defense.
1: Yeah, I think the Bengals are going to have a tougher time this year than they did last year. If Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, if Pickett can do what people are saying he's going to do, Steelers could be dangerous as well. Yeah, the Steelers with
0: Kenny Pickett, I'm thinking that some people think that he may be the most improved player going into next season. I thought he was going to have a good season last season. I think he did have a solid season for a rookie. He was an older player coming out of Pittsburgh, stayed there for the long haul, played against solid competition. And he wasn't, it wasn't like, it, he was a lot like uh, like Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger when he was at Miami of Ohio. Now Roethlisberger did very well against that level of competition, but Kenny Pickett did very well against a higher level of competition, but he had so many traits that Ben Roethlisberger had. He didn't run as much, but his decision-making, the way he threw the ball and how economical he was with his decisions when he made it. He didn't make it a, a short story long. He just got to the receiver and made, let him make the play. And I think that, that, that translated a bit over in the NFL, and I know going into his second season, not his third, he'll be fine. And I can always rely on the Pittsburgh Steelers and their management and ownership, bringing in players that are football ready, and if they have any law that's not going to do, you know, not going to look good for a while. It's not going to be too long. The Pittsburgh Steelers are always going to have something going on. And I think with Kenny Pickett leading the way, they're going to be on the ascend. I don't think they're going to drop this year.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, if he performs like like people are saying, he's been looking in practice and everything preseason, uh, Steelers is going to be dangerous. And if uh, Deshaun Watson returns to form, mm-hmm. the Browns could be dangerous. You know, they oh. they they have a good receiving core and Deshaun Watson gets his groove back if he, you know, finds his mojo. Brown's got a solid defense, too. And they could, they could, I mean, that, that's gonna be a tough division, man.
0: Oh, I, I thought the AFC East, because of the Jets and Buffalo and Miami, and of course, Bill Belichick and his Patriots could ever be counted out, even though in most rankings you see them bringing up the rear in the division. I thought they would be the toughest, but definitely the AFC North, which used to be the old AFC Central, they're definitely. Uh, competitive this year, I don't think there are any real weak teams Then One team could beat the other at any given time, but it's right. been like that for a while. But on a higher level, this time around, and Cleveland, I don't believe will be the doormat. They, you know, they do have Watson, one of out. those teams
1: has to be the doormat, though.
0: I mean, they're, they're <laughs> gonna be. I'm saying going into the season, we just know who the doormat is. We're gonna have to find right, out right. who the doormat is this time, right? right. And with the Browns. Uh, with the additions they've made. And of course, Deshaun Watson, I don't think that we've ever seen him become very, very good. We saw him when he was getting to that point. So we don't know whether he was going to continue to go up and become very, very good or possibly great. Or was he just going to be that mid-level guy, which there's nothing wrong with. And you can win with as long as you bring a nice, solid defense to the table in the running game. the, The jury's still out on him. All of that guaranteed money. They're expecting him to continue to go up in terms of the way he's getting better. And then you add pitch, you know, add players like Amari Cooper to the mix as a wide receiver, an older version, but still a very good, reliable, explosive play. I don't know about explosive anymore. But then you have Elijah Moore, who's been given a reprieve coming from the Jets, going to um, Cleveland now. And I'll tell you what, man, another one, David Njoku, a tight end he's one of the underrated guys in the NFL and he catches passes and he can block and he's just a big powerful athlete on the football field. Deshaun Watson has a lot of toys to play with and who mm-hmm. the hell forgets about Nick Chubb.
1: We know what he can do. right? Yeah. A good running game is the quarterback's best friend other than the tight end. Right? Yeah. Uh, so if they, they get Nick Chubb going, Nick Chubb can run the rock, man.
0: Oh God, he? You know, I used to watch his videos. When he was at Georgia, and they used to show him squatting, and you see all those freaking plates on a freaking bar, he has like five guys squatting him. It's like a thousand pounds on the plate, man. Was like, <laughs> they gonna take you outside? They can pull fire trucks now. I mean, he's like the strongest <laughs> man in the world contest when he was um, out there. But yeah, man, I mean, it's it's gonna be exciting. This is gonna be an exciting NFL season. Obviously, some teams are gonna make it much more exciting than others. And I think this AFC North and the um AFC Eastern, I don't you know. A, of the NFC North, I don't know quite yet. They'll battle it out, but I don't think that you know the team that comes out of there is ultimately going to be the team that makes all of the noise in the NFL. We don't know that either because a lot of teams that don't look like they're going to make noise and when the season goes on they get hot and they do what they do and we just get mm-hmm. the end result. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's just going to be something.
1: I, I think the Bengals are the best team in that division, but almost every division game is a rivalry. It is, and it's hard to beat your rival twice in in the same season, you know. When you gotta to go to their house and they're fired up because they're a rival, you know. Yeah. Um, I day. was I was at the Baltimore Ravens game last year when Joe Burrow and the Bengals came to town, and and it was an ugly game, you know. It, you you talk about Joe Burrow being top three quarterback in the league, and he didn't put up a lot of numbers. Lamar Jackson. He he didn't have a great game either, but they made plays when it counted. Um, But it was just one of those uh, rivalry games that anything can happen. Um, And it took a uh, Justin Tucker kick at at the buzzer to win it. But, um, you know, when two rivals get together, you can throw out the record books.
0: Oh, that's all the time. I mean, even Army Navy can do the same thing. Auburn, Alabama, you can do the same thing when Auburn's terrible. Alabama's great. The game is still close in the Iron Bowl. It goes across the board with sports when you get these dire hard long-term rivalries going. But you know, Joe Burrow, obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, top two, top three. I mean, Mahomes is top one. You know, he's the number one guy. So I don't <laughs> think any dispute there. So I think everyone else is fighting for two and three. If you're looking at a top three, but the running game as well. Joe Mixon's had his issues in the offseason. Does that carry over to the regular season? We don't know. But he going by committee with Travion Williams. I mean, maybe that's the running game Joe Burrow could run with while he's throwing to Jamar Chase. We already know how that game goes with he and Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah, Uh, and T. Higgins. Yeah, T. Um, Higgins. Mm -hmm. At least uh, they don't have a Stephon Diggs situation going on in Cincinnati. You know, we, we talked earlier in past shows how, and you mentioned it earlier, the AFC East looked like it was going to be a, a tough, a very, very uh, competitive uh, division. But now, I mean, they st- it still could be. But with Diggs supposedly, or <laughs> looking like he's sabotaging the Bills season. Um, Tua can he stay healthy for 17 games? Yep. Uh, Belichick having their issues in in uh, New England. The Jets being the Jets. Um, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just messing with you. <laughs> just
0: um, <be> the Jets being the
1: Jets. <laughs> You're right, man. It was never
0: food otherwise. Since no, they,
1: they, you know, Aaron Rodgers, it, that, that's a big addition, but he's 40 years old now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure he's got a chip on his shoulder. he's got something to prove. He's not happy about that uh, that eight and nine record in, in Green Bay last year. Nope. and he has weapons. so and he, you know every year he was he was complaining about not having weapons. Well, he has weapons now, so if they don't take a step up, there's no excuse. And it's funny how he says, I don't have
0: any weapons in Green Bay, but then he takes those weapons to the Jets with him. <laughs> what the hell's going on here?
1: Yeah, <laughs> but luckily Jets already have yeah. that, uh, Garrett and they signed Cook.
0: Yeah, and the good thing about the Jets is they finally have a team that's in place in the defense, and it starts with the defense. And I think anytime you're trying to build anything that's worth a doggone, start with the defense. If you're going to bring a veteran in like a Brett Favre, as they've done in the past, or even now with Aaron Rodgers, have a defense in place. And a running game, which the Jets have as well. But going back to these Buffalo Bills, I mean, what's going to really happen? there? They have a running game of their own to worry about with James Cook as their running back or Damian Harris as a running back. They still haven't really decided with that yet. So Josh Allen dealing with all the nonsense off the field and probably in the locker room because of Stephon Diggs. Before, it wasn't a Josh Allen problem, according to Stephon Diggs. And then it was him in a management problem or coaching problem. They're not letting him having input in what plays the call or how they should use them. I mean, what happened to the days in which players just played and trusted the coach that the owner hired to coach you? They've won before you got there. They could win now, but they have a better chance of winning with you there.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, but when are we getting into these predictions?
0: Uh, we can get into these Predictions. Rather talk about the Jets. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> well, I said I said a lot about the Jets already. Well,
0: oh, yeah, I mean, well, I didn't get a chance to talk about exactly because. Well, say what pred- you want to say. Yeah, you know, part of the no, because I was going to mention how part of the predictions when it comes down to rookie of the year or defensive player of the year and all of these different yearly awards is the Jets last season showed at least they have made the right decisions in drafting players with Gary, Garrett, uh, Garrett getting the uh, Wilson getting you know play of the year at offense. Uh, rookie of the year and Sauce so Gardner, defensive rookie of the year. Well, you know, that that's pretty damn good for, for starters. And now you move forward to this year, we're going to make our predictions on a rookie of the year. Who would you have as a rookie of the year this year? When you consider that most of the time it's on a defensive, defensive rookie of the year, you know, most of the time it's going to be a linebacker or defensive end uh, offensive rookie of the year. Almost every time it's a running back and it's almost all the time going to be in the first round. I mean, who do you throw out there this year?
1: Yeah, you called it. You hit the nail on the head, uh, Bijan Robinson. Um, he's going to get the rock a lot. Uh, he, he's talented. He should put up good numbers. So that that's my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year, Bijan Robinson.
0: You know, I'm going to go with the guy I've been touted for some time now, man, even though he probably won't get the ball enough. I think, though, when he does get the ball, he's going to be pretty damn dynamic not necessarily reminding people of Barry Sanders. And you know where I'm going with this in Detroit, Jameer Gibbs, a guy who can catch out of the backfield. And when he does get between the tackles, get past that first line, he's out. Even in the NFL, he's getting past these guys. I'm going to go with him. Hey, he's a running back too, but he's a little bit more diverse. Even though Bijan is going to get passes, he's shown, at least Gibbs has shown he can catch out of the backfield, be explosive on a consistent basis. That didn't happen at Texas. Bijon was a powering running back who caught balls at the combine.
1: I just think the Lions signed David Montgomery for a reason, so he's going to limit Gibbs to to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, yeah, because we're looking at an NFL now anyways and where there's going to be dual court or dual running backs, you know, running back by committee. And how much does that committee shift to one guy or the other? You're going with the hot hand. I mean, by the goal line, you're talking about uh, Montgomery can get in, but Gibbs between the 20s, can be dynamic and get those 60-yard games. We've seen him do it. He can get those 40-yard games. We've seen him do it. I like that explosiveness. I think he's going to get his 40-yard touchdowns, his 40, 50-yard touchdowns, even his 15, 20-yard touchdowns. And that would kind of give him the opportunity. Not a poor man's you Christian. you have Jackson. to
1: get a bunch of them.
0: Oh, well, you know what? If he got like six touchdowns, the way he does it and the way he shows up on these sports highlight films is probably going to also help him get into Know and that get him to the uh, rookie of the year, off uh, rookie of the year uh, award. If uh, they continue to show him, if he doesn't get the touchdowns, just the body of work while getting those touchdowns, or just overall. Just but, if he, but
1: if he has seven carries for fifty-five yards on the and one touchdown?
0: <laughs> um. but, but you know what? But if he can do that in seven games, ten games, I mean, hey, that adds up. You know, because he's going to get those passes out of the backfield as well. He's going to run out of the backfield on draw plays. We kind of know how that works out. He's going to get those little shovel passes on little trick plays as he's doing the jet squeak. You know, we're going to see those things. But um, yeah, but Bijan Robinson seen. would be the obvious pick, I think, because I think all the the Vegas numbers has him getting it. Because like we've said, said running backs, particularly first rounders, obviously are likely going to be the ones to get the um, the award, and he's going to be in a capacity in which he's used most times, even if there's a running back by committee with Atlanta.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Obviously, that was my pick.
0: (laughs) Okay, what about the defensive side now? Defensive rookie of the year. There's another consensus on that as well, and I think I may have to go along with it only because it makes too much sense. Don't go against the grain for the sake of going against the grain. If this is who you believe, this is who you believe. I believe it's going to be Will Anderson. Why not? A rookie who's put in the situation to go after the quarterback, and that's what he does. Right,
1: and that that team's Gonna be bad. He's gonna have a lot of opportunities to get to the quarterback and make tackles. Um, So that that's why I go with Will Anderson. Also, he's going to have the most opportunity to make an impact, in in my opinion. Yeah, and with CJ Stroud being a rookie quarterback
0: and having his issues, which you would have, and just like Peyton Manning and other greats have had in their rookie year, there will be a lot of three and outs, and that defense will be back on the field. So he'll have opportunities to chase the quarterback, chase the running back, and make a whole bunch of plays. So that's not a surprise there, but yeah, we're kind of in unison with that. But we're in unison with practically the rest of the country, with the exception of me taking Jameer Gibbs, because it looks like everyone is going with what you said, Bijan yeah. Robinson.
1: Well, which if, probably- I didn't, if I didn't go with Bijan, I was gonna go with uh Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, really? Wide receiver, yeah. Yeah, why not can- take a shot in the dark on a, an explosive receiver? Oh well, he is explosive though.
0: He's a hell of a damn player. I yeah. Hey, I watched enough of him at Ohio State the way he was making those plays. Ohio State is like wide receiver you, not all of a sudden. If you could just put to some of the receivers they've had over this, over years, they just yeah. had excellent receivers. And even when you look at Jamison Williams transferring from Ohio State, still becoming the first-rounder with um, Alabama, still Ohio State first. They just know how to pick these wide receivers. So I think that's a pretty good pick as well. I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah, like I said, he'd be my, my second choice.
0: Oh uh, well, I didn't even come with a second choice because I was just so caught up on Gibbs. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, this, this is gonna be the guy right here. You know, I don't want to try to surprise someone. This is one someone who I've spoken about for some time. I could have just said, okay, Joe, deuce Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn. Now you talk about someone who may not get the ball off, and that might be him. So let's look at NFL MVP.
1: You know what, man? I, I got a funny feeling. I, I'm going with your boy Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, he's got he's bro, got a chip on the shoulder. He's in, he's in New York. If he plays at at Aaron Rodgers level, man, everybody's gonna be D.I.C.K. writing. Yo,
0: bro. I said,
1: don't, because that's who I had.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else. <laughs> stole my uh, well, I told you yesterday out, you bro.
1: probably weren't going to like my pick, but that's who I was I leaning th- to. I thought it would be somebody else. Like, no. I don't know, Mac Jones in our division or something.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the going Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, oh, shoot. Just completely took the air out of my sails with this one. Hey, he has every reason to do it. He has a defense that's in place. He has a running game in place. Brees Hall is back. Of course, he has the knee injury he's recovering from. That's why you bring in Dalvin Cook, who's almost just as explosive, because, in fact, Brees Hall is even more explosive than Dalvin Cook, or at least was. We'll see once his knee heals up. We still have Michael Carter running the ball. I mean, it's that running game is going to be sick for them, so, for the Jets, and I know it's going to keep a lot of defenses at bay, but do you really want to stay at bay knowing Aaron Rodgers is back there doing whatever the hell he wants? We finally have an offensive line, at least on the surface, that can hold up a bit. Now you have a running game, and now you have an offensive line. You have Garrett Wilson, the defending and unequivocal offensive rookie of the year last year. Let's see how he is going into his second season. And then you have Alan Lazard coming back, a bit of a hamstring injury right now, but those things, you know, I don't I don't like those. I can't say they work themselves out because they also can be quirky and a pain in the butt throughout the season. But, yo, there's just so much going on with that team, and I, I've seen a lot of – supposedly great Jets teams going to a season, some of them living up to expectations. This one, a lot of 1998 looking like this one, where the Jets did go to the AFC Championship game just to blow the second half against Denver and lose. But yeah, yeah, I guess I'll go with the long diatribe
1: and, you know, just Aaron Rodgers, man. That's it. I'll tell you what, um, the game Monday night could go a long way to him winning MVP too. Absolutely, yep. You know, all eyes going to be on that game. If to just pull it out and he looks good, I mean he's he's out the gate hot,
0: you know. Yeah, and the underdogs right now. You're talking being in New York, well, being in Jersey there at MetLife Stadium in Jersey, but being at home on 9/11, another ceremony by the way with emotion involved because of what happened on 9/11 back in 2020, uh, 2001, and now the Aaron Rodgers. I mean, finally, you're unveiling him. This is no longer just Aaron Rodgers hanging out at a Knicks game or hanging out at a Rangers hockey game. This is Aaron Rodgers in the flesh. No preseason action. The guy you've always seen, the guy you saw with Green Bay win a championship. So this is going to be Aaron Rodgers on display in New York, all lights on, Monday night football, New York versus New York. Buffalo still in New York, not Canada, as I said before. <laughs> years ago.
1: But, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when you when you look at everything, uh, the dig situation in Buffalo – Rodgers wanting to make an, uh, an immediate impact. Uh, I'm going with the Jets on that Monday night game. Yeah, I'm thinking so
0: too. I mean, it's a home game, and home games do matter in the NFL. Not a lot like it does in college or even in college basketball, but yeah, it, it matters. And I think people are so geek, and the crowd really is going to matter. Fireman Ed will be in attendance on, on Monday night, getting the Jets crowd into this, and Aaron Rodgers is not going to disappoint. Not as a homer. But based on what he's – I can't say what he's done in the past because the past is the past. But what he's now done with bringing the players together that he has brought in, plus what the Jets have already done, and I think the Jets fans can at least have something to look forward to. I'm not going to go as far as saying Super Bowl, but that's it. On a defensive side, who are you going to take this year? Defensive oh, MVP. Man,
1: I, I haven't. I didn't even think about defense. See, I sent, I sent you the questions earlier, who are we picking? You didn't reply.
0: Oh, well, I, I didn't. I didn't even see it yet.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I've been busy like crazy so, all day. Well, I think about it. You, you give us yours.
0: Well, because I didn't think
1: about it either. Yeah, I thought about it earlier, just a, a tad.
0: No, um, I was, no. The reason I'm why, saying, why I was,
1: I'm gonna say Nick Bosa. You know, I was going.
0: Go I was going with Javon Hargrave because of Nick Bosa. You know, what I mean? <laughs> he got 11 sacks last year. With uh-huh. Philadelphia, he comes now to San Francisco. Nick is already sick. He's already a sick player. And, he, and you have Eric Armstead. They're both sick players. This defensive end, going up the middle, still getting even more sacks than last year. I mean, 11's already out of hand for a defensive tackle. If he, You know, when Warren Sack was doing things like that, and he was a great defensive player. I think Javon Hargrave, surprise, surprise, can get after the quarterback, maybe 15 sacks this year. With everybody else around him, if they can stay healthy, because we also know about Nick Bosa's health.
1: But yeah, yeah it's possible. But right. I, I think Nick Bolts is one of those guys that, um, you know, his motor, man, and he's like, oh, I got my, I got my bag now, and I'm gonna go out there. He don't have to worry about none of that off the field him. stuff. Yep. All nope. he's got to do is play.
0: That's nope. all he has
1: to do now is play. He's Go out there and fuck shit up. He and his brothers are straight
0: dogs. If you ever talked about a dog in boxing or a dog in sports, those dudes, lead dogs, those are alpha men right there. I don't know what the hell his mom has been doing, his father's been doing with (laughs) them. These two are just beasts, and they're the best. They're like the best of the best. And, God, it's just crazy how talented those guys are. But, yeah, Javon Hargraves, because of Nick Bosa, and we could possibly be right on both ends because Nick Bosa (laughs) signed the contract, you know he's not going to drop off, and he's going to be one of those players who tries to justify the contract and goes mm-hmm. out there and put up another 25 spot on the sack total. Put up, not crazy. another, but a 25 spot.
1: Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so what I think. Far- he, some guys you you might worry about oh, he, is he still going to play 100%? He got his money. Uh, Bose is not one of those guys.
0: Nope. Nope. And he's also one of those guys, in my opinion, that while he's going through this holdout, that dude is probably killing it more in the gym and outside working out, trying to keep up with the team, probably more than what was going on during training camps. I mean, well, they already said, said he's
1: playing, playing Sunday.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, he's playing probably no yeah. better. They, I'm just it's saying it's
1: not even a question. So exactly. some guys, it would be a question. Oh, he signed on Wednesday. He is he gonna be ready on Sunday? It's not even a question with Bowser. He's, he's playing. playing, and I
0: bet he's gonna get out there and show his ass. That's what he's gonna do on Sunday as well. So yeah, Nick Bowser, I could see him, and I could also see Javon Hargrave. But yeah, but you ruined it for me when it came down to Aaron Rodgers, man. I Just completely <laughs> pulled the rug out of me on that one, but hey, Super
1: Bowl participants, AMC, NFC, which two teams? Man, it's hard to go against the Chiefs, but teams don't yes. usually uh, go back to back. Um, I'm not gonna pick the Chiefs, I'm, I'm gonna go with, with Burrow and the Bengals. I think they, I think this is the year that Burrow gets back there.
0: You know what? I'm gonna go with Baltimore,
1: Baltimore. Lamar Jackson
0: has something to do with it, but I'm looking at at who he's surrounded by now. I know the running game is just pedestrian, but I think he all he needed was a receiver that can really be reliable, not that Odell Beckham is completely reliable because once he stops getting the ball, you're going to hit the chirping. And I don't know how that's going to mess with team chemistry, but I believe Baltimore can do it because that is a competitive division. You would think it would be a team from a lesser division like the Jaguars coming from the AFC South, a, a easier path to victory, but – I think that Baltimore coming through all of that mess, time tested, proven, getting to the playoffs. And if they can beat that in the AFC North, they can get to the championship game and just be, you know, go to the Super Bowl and, and take on the NFC team. And who's your NFC team for that one?
1: 49ers going with the Niners. Man, let me turn this off already. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, seriously, man. Uh so Ooh, i you. You should just say yours then. I mean,
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I thought I could surprise you with it. You open up a whole bunch of gifts here. <laughs> San Francisco. I see they have also like the Jaguars, they don't have that tough path to um to success to get to a championship game. And Seattle seems to be the only team that's gonna pose any type of threat. San Francisco has a Defense wins games, and we already talked about the 339 million dollars mm-hmm. over a quarter billion dollars invested in just Three players, but then on offense, you see those great players as well. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, bro, and Purdy probably a star on the rise. It's hard to pick against exactly. them coming through that division.
1: That that's my thinking exactly. Um, they they probably have the best defense in the NFC, and they have enough on offense to to beat anybody. So that's exactly. who I'm rolling with in the in the, in the NFC. Um, I just don't see the the Eagles playing at the same level that they did last year. And I I don't see them making it again.
0: Yeah. I see them taking steps back and not because of Jalen Hurts. I think the team as a whole, you know, especially with Javon Hargrave leaving, you know, that's 11 sacks they're not going to have, even though they were getting after the quarterback greatly last season. I I just think that they're going to take their steps back. And even though the NFC East isn't very difficult, I still don't think that the Eagles, they can beat everybody up over there. We've seen teams in sub-500 win divisions and still go to a playoff game. And it's not saying that they will be one of those teams, but I'm saying that they can beat all those teams and still not be among the best in the NFL, which I don't believe they'll do this season. So, yeah, I can see that. And, you know, San Francisco, as I said, easier path. And the Jaguars would be the surprise team. I don't think that's any surprise to anybody. Um, not getting to the Super Bowl, but making a real big splash as they did last season to, to show that it wasn't an aberration, that it's mm-hmm. actually great coaching and a great quarterback in the making, being led by a great coach.
1: Yeah. I can see if Lawrence has a, a, a great season, takes another step up, he could get some MVP talk, uh, especially if the, if the Jaguars are, are winning and which yeah, we expect them to do. I think he will.
0: I think he will definitely get some votes. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be completely unanimous for someone to win it, but so that means he can get some of the votes. And I believe what he has around him, offensive line wise, which is solid now. Finally, that's been a problem for them over the years. Their running back situation with Travis Etienne catching out of the Calvary backfield. Riggins. Now, if he can settle down with the fumbles, he'll be all right. Tank Bigsby coming out of Auburn, excellent. And the wide receiver calls really—I mean, uh, coming in, doing being the play that he is. I mean, he's and he was great with mm-hmm. the Atlanta Falcons on a in a position to become great with the Atlanta Falcons. But then he got the gambling charges and all that. He he had to miss games. But then you have Christian Kirk, who was their number one, but he got paid like a number one only because he's really a legitimate number two. It's just that the Jaguars paid him as a number one, so they call him number one. Now you have a real Ridley (laughs) as the real number one, and you now have Christian Kirk as his natural number two. Things are on, and Ingram re-signing at tight end. I see nothing but explosiveness on this offense. The defense is going to be solid. And when you have an offense like that, you just have to be solid. They could win something. They could cause some surprises. And I wouldn't be surprised if they really make a threat for the Super Bowl. I just don't see them getting there.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, because they're in the weaker division, they can prop possibly win 12 games. Yeah. And and if they end up with the number one uh the number one seed in the AFC everybody has to go to Jacksonville, that that makes it um, a little bit easier for them playing at home, you know? Oh, absolutely. You have to go into a madhouse in, in Cincinnati or go to 30-degree weather in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that makes a big difference. Yeah, it
0: does, because I've seen these Jaguar fans. I've seen the best and the worst of them when they weren't putting people in the seats, their fans weren't there. You know, you saw – and I used to always make a joke of saying, yeah, in front of both of their fans, they won another game. You know what I mean? Now you have a stadium full of fans, and now all those young fans who were kids when all of this was going on are grown fans and paying ticket holders, buying all the seats up, and they're rabid about their team. And last season gave them something to be rabid about, and I'm not surprised that it will continue this year. I don't know how far, but I know the Jaguar fans will have a hell of a ride as they're going on this ride. So that kind of brings this NFL show to an end because the NFL is going to start tonight. Detroit, Kansas City, we've talked about it. Patrick Mahomes. Probably the best player in the NFL right now. Typically, you don't want yes. to say that about a quarterback, but he is. There's just no way around it. then <laughs> Bowser may be next. Hey. But, yeah, as far as the best player in the NFL, he's proven it several times. And um, he's getting an opportunity to get the repeat going. It starts tonight. Detroit, Kansas City. Check it out. I'm Trav. He's biased. Check us out. Peace. That's on Monday. And you already know what it's going to be. Have a good him. one.
1: Enjoy the football.
0: Later.